Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We have an amazing guest for you today. He is a Vanguard Award winner, a lending luminary, one of the 50 most connected people in the mortgage industry. He's trained thousands of loan officers to be very successful in the industry. He's run lending operations. He's a tech guru, and the list could go on and on. He's also one of the most listened to podcast guests that we've ever had on the FinTech Hunting Show. We've had close to 100. Please help me welcome and celebrate founder and CEO, Josh Friend. Thanks, Michael. I really appreciate uh, you having me on, and I always appreciate the enthusiasm and energy. Uh, Well, Josh, it is great to have you. You always bring so much knowledge and insight, but before we get into all of that, I see some cool things in your background. I see a stormtrooper and some birds. Tell me a little bit about some of the things you have in your background in your office. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, I moved my backdrop back to something I was using before, and there's there, there are a couple of things in there. And now that my backdrop, for, obviously a stormtrooper, I think everyone knows what that is, but the stormtrooper's been with us from the beginning, uh, is in quite a few of our photos. Uh, used to watch guard at the front door of the office for years when we first started the company the birds are something i bought myself and it's a it was a reminder of um that i have had become successful and i'll give you a, a quick story you know i i think i've shared this in the past i had a challenge in childhood so i didn't have like an easy childhood or grow up with uh, you know a lot of stuff given to me and early on i got in the mortgage industry which is great you know was great for me and i was making you know, by the time I was 23, I was making over $200,000 a year. And, you know, I was starting making a lot of money. <clears throat> and that's, uh, you know, it was I, an awesome experience. And I was, uh, I took a trip down to Cancun. And in the hotel, there is this little glass blown bird. I'm like, oh, it's really pretty. You know, like, oh, I want to buy it. But I'm like, oh, it's like $400. I'm like, oh, I don't think I could, you know, justif- justify spending $400 to buy one of these little birds. That doesn't make sense. That's, you know, you know, I don't think I can, you know, that's too much money. Lo and behold, I don't know, five years later, six years later, I'd been there half a dozen, dozen times, and I saw it. Now I saw all these birds in the branch. I said, all right, you know, I'm going to buy it. And I just bought the whole branch and the birds. Just, just kind of my, uh, you know, personal treat, or if you will, to remind myself that I had uh, worked hard for it and I could uh, buy myself the bird. So I've always kept them in the office to remind me of that. Uh, what a what a great story, and I think it's so important that we never lose sight of the roots and where we started from in the industry. Talk about some of the success, and you've been here for a while. Like we've said, you've, you've seen some of the good technology, some of the bad technology. You've used it, right? You were a lender. You've trained a lot of LOs. I think one of the first things people started with was lead management systems. And unfortunately, there's a lot of old archaic lead management systems that people are still using. What should people look for when they're trying to get that functionality from a new modern day solution? Yeah, I know. I think what's interesting is lead management in general is becoming very um, relevant right now. Um, I mean, the, the world has been going to this digital mortgage, online borrower, which then means a virtual transaction, virtual connection. And you have to have a system that manages that. You know, for years, there's been systems out there that were developed, you know, really what I say is before there was, um, there were smartphones or social media. So they weren't really built for today's modern time, right? So, you know, those systems are, you know, are are kind of, I'd say, archaic. And you want systems that can actually integrate 
with phone systems, can also do dialing themselves, have compliant text messaging, have other um, outreaches, automated social media outreaches. Those are the types of systems that you really want to get access to and they're easily integrated with. You know, and, and you know, we've been able to show and, and, and look at the industry and, and find that lenders don't do this very well. You know, it's, it's not something that's being, being done. We have, uh, you know, have now completed our fourth MBA contact study. Um, we already went to 485 lenders this time, applied online, right, uh, then tracked, went to the email us, call us, um, <clears throat> text us, you know, and it was pretty amazing what we what we what the findings we had from that. I'll give you one. I'll give you a couple quick stats that I think will you know, will blow your mind. One is, out of 485 lenders, one percent. So four lenders called, emailed, and text us. Or yeah, called, emailed, and text uh, the inquiry. Only four. Wow. And that's one percent. That's in, that's insane, right? And we and think about it. I mean, everyone that's been home through COVID, any, anything that you've been trying to do business with, if they, you, they better call you, text you, email you at a minimum to get a hold of you and, 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 and show that. And only 11% of lenders texted in general. You know, over half of lenders never made a phone call. It's, it's pretty amazing how poor, of an, you know, we've done this in our industry, and that's just because the technology out there has not empowered lenders to do that. Well, and you start bringing up some great statistics, and I know you have a very important and impactful webinar coming up for the industry. You're going to actually reveal all of these results on Thursday, September 16th at, what, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Tell us a little bit more of some of the types of data. You don't have to give any more secrets away because I know people would pay thousands of dollars for this information. You're going to give it away free, but what are some of the other types of information that people will get if they attend that free webinar? Um, I mean, there's a couple of different things that we're going to be uh, pushing out in there within our study. One is it's going to be the understanding the best practices and contact study and strategies of what other lenders are doing. Understand what the competition is at, which, you know, I was part of a people's bank, people's bank, there's a lot of People's Bank out there, names People's Bank, but the People's Bank I was part of was from Kansas, New Mexico, and Colorado. And People's Bank had this, um, this model of service. Because in banking industry, the average consumer like rating of, a, of one of the indexes was like a 78% consumer you know, happiness rating. So people don't really like banks. So all it was was service. So what the idea was is to give really good service and people are really going to like you. And you know, there's no there's no difference in in, in 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 what your customers expect online. Give them really good service, and they're going to like you. And that means reaching out to them, contacting them. And we're finding that that's not happening, you know, effectively. People want all, you know, all realms of being able to to communicate with you, and they want you to stay in front of them and be you know relevant and you know make it easy and accessible to to do business with them. Ugh. And I know in those studies, and there's what, a lead vendor analysis report and an MBA, a comprehensive contact study that you're going to reveal. And is it true that anyone who attends it, you're going to send those reports to for free? Yes. And, and, and uh, I think the, the, lead, the lead study report, um, I'm really excited about that. Uh, you know, we were trying to, you know, a few years ago, we launched our engagement platform. And, you know, I've been on your show in the past, and we've talked about when we launched engagement. And it's, our company's really grown. Our lenders have really grown themselves. 
um, and they're seeing really big impacts from engagement. And, you know, I know as the market continues to, you know, chug along, margins are going to get compressed. Lenders are going to start wanting to know, you know, where they're, where should they be spending the most money? What should they be doing? Where, you know, where should they be, you know, uh, you know, putting their money as margins get compressed. So we wanted to figure out, hey, we need to start understanding how effective is engagement, our engagement. You know, what, what do the numbers say? And, you know, we wanted to do a study, and it, we couldn't just say, hey, look at all these lenders that got engagement. Last year they did this much volume. This year they did this much volume. Because everyone increased a whole bunch of volume. And that would be, that wouldn't be an honest study, right? Right. So we um, came up with an idea, well, why don't we find lenders on our platform? Because not all of our lenders use our engagement platform. Some don't. And uh, why don't we uh, find lenders on our platform that don't use engagement, lenders that do use engagement, that buy similar lead types, lead buys, right, from different similar vendors. So we're able to kind of compare apples to apples and see if there's a difference between the lenders with engagement and without engagement. So we had 54 lenders in our study, um, 53, sorry, 27 Without engagement, 26 with engagement, we studied 274,000 leads, online inquiries that turned into 9,500 funded loans over a two-year period. And I can tell you the numbers of people used with engagement are astonishing. It's unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. Like, the difference is, it's so noticeable. Um, it's, you know, some of these conversions are people's own personal websites, two, 300% increase in conversions. I mean, it's, it's, it's massive, and it makes sense. Well, and Josh, you're going to share in that webinar those actual results. That's right. And I think what's so critical for people who are listening, you're out there, we've transitioned from a heavy refi to a purchase market. As Josh mentioned, it's more competitive than ever in the marketplace. You've got to work harder for the business you're bringing in the door. There's margin compression. Now, why don't you find out what's working, what's having an impact? You have an analysis of all of the different lead sources, the impact that engagement has. On top of that, you have who's contacted, how frequently they've contacted, did they use email, did they use text. Anyone who's listening, if you want market data and free market data that truly will impact your business, do not miss this webinar. It's Thursday, September 16th. I will make sure I put a link uh, for this webinar for whoever wants to sign up. Josh, I know people aren't going to want to miss that, and I think it's an incredible tribute to you that you're going to share that information to whoever wants to come and join that webinar. You've got great data. Most people, like I said, would charge thousands for it. You're going to give it because you're committed to giving back to the industry. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other things that you're seeing out there. We've talked about the importance of engagement. I think one of the other major trends that I'm hearing a lot about, and I think you guys have been at the forefront, is creating customers for life. And you guys have even rolled out a customer for life program. Tell our listeners a little bit about that and kind of how that ties into using data to make better and more informed decisions. Yeah. I mean, I think to start, when you, when you think about customer for life, you need to evaluate the opportunity and think about what that is. The average consumer or borrowers is seven to 11 transactions, depending on whose study you look at. So depending on maybe you meet them halfway in their journey. I, you know, I'm not really sure. Right, so let's just say that each person's worth four more transactions to you. Do the math of what's your revenue per loan, right? You know, let's say the average margin out there in the industry 
is probably, you know, with secondary, 450 basis points, but let's just say to the loan officer level or the general lender level, maybe 400 basis points. So what's your average loan amount right now? 300000 So we're talking, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 for one customer. And, you know, that repeat business, so there's a big value there. So you have to say, all right, so what's that customer worth? It cost me $8,900 to produce the loan the first time through operational expenses and through marketing costs and sales comp, which I personally see a big change in the next two, three years that those operational costs are going to get driven down drastically through AI machine automation and, and new technologies because that's just it's a big part of it. So it's right. all going to be about marketing and staying in front of your customers and being relevant at the right time. So it's about you know spending a little bit of money to ensure that when that customer is going to buy the next loan, they buy it from you. They come back to you. And there's multiple ways to do that. One is give them great service. You don't use our, need our platform necessarily to give someone great service and to answer their questions when they want to, and you know, but you do need a platform that can allow you to automate great service. All right, so give them great service. They'll come back to you. Communicate to them at the relevant time. They'll come back to you. I mean, our online study showed consumers aren't even getting communicated to. Can you imagine if I go to your website and say, can I have a loan? And you don't reply to me, or it takes you three days to send me an email. Why would I give you my business? But that's insane. It's not going to happen. Those lenders go out of business, and then we have some lenders in that study called every lead six times, called each lead twice a day, texted them four times. I mean, it was they were on it. Like just the top, you know, the top quartile was actually very much on it. And if you look at the people, they're they're successful, they're successful at what they do. Well, and I think you bring up some critical points of it's not just the data, but if you want to create a great customer experience, for one, as an organization, you have to be committed to doing that. But two, there is great technology tools out there that allow you to effectively leverage the technology to stay in touch, to stay transparent, use text, use email, use voicemail leverage all of the different tools, social retargeting so that you're relevant when those people are ready to make another transaction. I think it's absolutely critical in this market. And I love when you talk about it because you guys are at the forefront of making that happen in the mortgage industry. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Some of the things that we are now rolling out for our customers, the truth is they've been in the industry since I, I began. Um, However, They've not been easy or accessible or integrated or timely or relevant so that it was something you could do. So, for example, one of our customer for life programs is our direct mail product. Uh, direct mail has been around for a long time. I, I've sent out over 70 million pieces of direct mail in my career as a lender. I, I, didn't, I didn't do it as a follow-up product. I should have. But direct mail has been out there, being able to get people's home reports information. So our data IE product and customer for life product enables lenders to get really rich information about a customer, like homes for, have sold in the neighborhood, value of their home, equity, interest rates, all kinds of great information that can also give that to the consumer. That has been, in theory, has been around for 20, 30, 40 years. It just hasn't been easy or automated or accessible. We've just really taken things that are, you know, make them easy or automated, accessible, just like, you know, Amazon does. Amazon, you can buy, you know, a dozen oranges or, uh, a thing of milk and, and, and you know, a, a, a pack of gum separately. Now, unfortunately, they're going to send you three boxes with everything. And that's right. a whole other conversation. But, you know, make it easy. So now lenders are able to just put it in auto mode. Now a consumer is going to get something like, thank you for doing a loan. Here's the value. Here's a recent sales in your neighborhood. You know, maybe three months later, 
Um, here's a neighborhood home report, the last three homes that sold their neighborhood. Here's the value of your house. Here's some other information, and here's, you know, happy Memorial Day or Thanksgiving or whatever it may be. And, you know, have that on a timely, relevant matter. That way, because as a consumer, you actually want to see that. I want to see what the value of my house, I want to see what the neighbor's home sold for. This data is not actually always easy and accessible. You can't see this easily in any one place. So give them something they want to see. They'll know your name. And look, when they're looking for a new loan, you should be in front of them. They should know you. And if you're using the right tools, you'll know about this. Exactly. Or when they're going to refer a family member, a friend, a neighbor, you want to get all those referral sources. I, I love how you talked about simple and easy. And the first thing that popped in my head is that the first MP3 player I got a number of years ago, man, it could hold a thousand songs. The problem was I couldn't get any downloaded on the damn thing. So while it was cool and the technology was there, it was worthless. And then guess what? Apple came out with the iPod, and within five or ten minutes, I'm downloading songs that I listened to in college. I had all kinds of different playlists. They made that user experience super simple, super easy, and guess what? I was hooked. It was easy to use. I could order. I could download. I could search. And I think that's what you're doing for mortgage data and engagement. And it's having a profound impact on the industry. As you started our conversation, you guys have grown at an incredible rate. I don't even, I don't even know the statistics, but I know it's in the hundreds, if not thousands of percentiles. Your clients are growing, so that's a testament to you're providing a tool that is simple and easy for them to use. Josh, you and I could talk tech, and, and we're already winding down. I want to make sure people don't miss the webinar. It is Thursday, September 16th. Listen, and, and the webinar, just there's nowhere to get this information in industry. We're the only people that have ever done a contact study. This is our fourth year. So we can, we can also make available the last three years and, and, the, and the combined average and best practice we came from it. No one's ever done this study. And... There hasn't been a lead conversion survey report in the marketplace that I know for five to 10 years or more. Wow. So th this hasn't happened. So if you want to see what leads, online leads are working the best, which also what it really does is gives you the idea of what's the conversion I should be expecting on these leads to be at, at industry average. Yep. What's, the, what's the cost of these leads? So then let me make sure this, this makes sense. And what do I have to improve it? Or am I doing above or below what, what I should be doing? You know, and then what's the value of having engagement? What's the value of making sure you talk to your customers and automate that? So it's definitely information that no one, there's, it's not available anywhere else out there. No one has done this. Um, no one's ever done the contact study. We're the only people that have done the contact study. And uh, as far as the lead study report, I don't know of anything that's, it. I mean, I think, I think it's probably a decade since there's been a, a lead study report like this done. So definitely something that is really valuable um, to and, and, and well worth uh, taking a look at, even if, you think you're just a retail lender. Let me tell you something. You have to understand that just because you are a retail lender and your boots on the ground shaking people's hands, kissing babies, this last year and a half has to let you realize that it's a virtual world, right? You know, my brother-in-law sells real estate, and he sells very high-end real estate. And he's like, you know, Josh, the reality is I usually get my clients by working. I have open house listings. of He gets big listings. And, you know, they either buy that house or they're looking for, you know, some other homes. And I'm usually, I help them. He goes, this is different because they don't, I don't have open houses to work anymore. It's a whole new world. I got to go digital. Now people are buying. He sold a 20, I think, $22 million, $25 million home to someone through FaceTime. 
Wow. And the person never even saw the house. You know, I mean, that's insane, right? So, like, that's it's it's changed into this virtual world now. Like, and and so the world it's and that's not going to go back to where it was because why would it? I mean, people who are buying Amazon, like the dog food now gets shipped to our house. Amazon dog food gets dropped off. Do you think I'm going to go? Gee, no, let me buy it at the store and pick it up, put it in the car, or gee, honey, you put it in the car. I want to go back <laughs> to that. No, I'm, okay, fine. Have Amazon drop off the dog food. You know, I. I'll get over my guilt about the environment uh, you know, some other way, but have them drop off all this food for me, and I don't want to have to do it anymore. Well, exactly, and it's that convenience. And, Josh, you have so many good statistics, information. If you're heading up production, if you're trying to grow not only through the rest of 2021 but 2022, if you're marketing in the mortgage industry, do not miss these data reports. They're critical. Again, it's Thursday, September 16th at 10 a.m. Pacific. I'll make sure in the body of this post that everyone can log in. It is a free webinar. Josh, you've shared great information. As we wind down, what are some of the things you see uh, taking place in the industry as we move through the rest of 2021 and into 2022? Any tra trends, anything that people should really be on the lookout for? I think... Um... One, I think it really goes back to this idea of just the borrower engagement. You know, it's it's been something we've been talking about and we've, we've talked about on this call that is very, very important. It's like social media. I was just thinking about that today. I can't imagine I would ever be in a business at this point and I would not have a social media presence and would not be doing something impactful on social media and using marketing and social media. And yet there's a lot of people that don't do that. Right. All right, so there's you know, the trends are kind of figure out what actually, you know, the the, the, the it's changed. Text messaging. So text me let only eleven percent of lenders use text messaging in our in our study. Now there's crazy? reasons because of compliance and all, and you know we can we can solve that. I'm, there might be other people that can solve that as well. I'm sure there are, but you, you can text message. There's you know, and yet we know that text messaging is one of the highest forms of communication. I don't know about you. I like to, you know, go to a restaurant and they text me. You know, is it, you know, is it, your table's going to be ready. You yep. know, the dentist, hey, do you, do you want your appointment, you, you know, pick time one, two, or three, or oh, time three. I don't, don't want to pick up the phone and talk to anyone. Exactly. You know, We're I, busy. I, We've got a lot going on. Again, make it easy, convenient it easy. for people to do business with you. Josh, you are always a wealth of knowledge and information. I can't wait to see all the statistics. I'm looking forward to the 16th. Thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. Thanks, Michael.